0: Hello, welcome to episode two hundred and twenty-four of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian, and I'm James, and we're gonna talk a little bit of limited today. We're gonna we've fired up some data from seventeen lands, and we're gonna talk about what's going on in the format. Yeah, yeah, really sold it yeah. there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, I don't have, I don't have a whole lot. <laughs> so um, limited's
1: more your bag. I've played a little bit, but
0: so if. Fun. If you want to uh, reach out to us on social media, all of those uh, links are in the description. So go uh, check those out and say hey. Yeah, hit us up. Twitter, Facebook,
1: Discord, however you want to get at us, get at us. If you want to support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG Player Affiliate link. TCG. I'm sorry, that's not the right link anymore. It's casualtryhard.com. TCG. Sorry, I'm so used to saying that old link. hey three three years
0: three years of it like it's hard to break that habit
1: yeah so the new link is casual slash tcg um if you navigate to tcg player using that link anything you purchase will help to support the show by giving us a percentage of your total purchase price we would appreciate it. it doesn't really cost you guys anything besides the the click to get to tcg player and it really helps us out if you want to support us more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casual MTG. You can chip a couple bucks in if you think we do a good job and you want us to, uh, want to help us out. And in, in doing that good job, um, patrons get access to our pre-show where it's basically another hour of us hanging out, catching up, talking about the show, talking about actual life, whatever. Um, a lot of times making sure our equipment works. Like today, I had a, a small internet snafu, but got that sorted out so that you guys, during the actual show, don't have to suffer through that. Um, patrons also get access to our show notes, so you get a sneak peek about what the show's going to be about. And you get put on my mailing list for when I have cool stuff to send out to you guys. And I believe May is the month for get-back, so I'll probably Ooh. have something coming out at some point in the not too distant future. So if you uh, if you're interested in that, or if, like I said, if you just want to help support the show, it's patreon.com slash casualtryhard Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, man, I'm messing everything up today. Patreon.com slash tryhard MTG. Yes. Um, chip a couple bucks in. Help us out. Maybe I'll maybe I'll get through the intro better
0: next time. Eh. Good enough. Yeah. So Uh, we're going to go through kind of some impressions of the format, Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, kind of some 17 lands data Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and, uh, kind of see how that like lines up and see what that's kind of telling us about the format.
1: Have Um, we, uh, have we ever done a show on 17 lands data? Uh, i think we've talked about it once or twice but i don't know if we've ever done a show on the data
0: i don't know if we have either so 17 lanes yeah yeah is a plugin that you uh, get that basically scrapes your um arena data Mm -hmm. to kind of then aggregate what the um like what's going on in the format so it can track things it's tracking is um how many times a card is picked its Mm -hmm. average draft position or sorry average draft um pick um it's um the number of games played the win rate when that card is played the win rate, how many times it's in your opening hand. The win rate when it's in your opening hand. Uh, how many games it's been drawn.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Win rate when that card is drawn. Games in hand win rate, which has kind of the biggest number because it kind of takes everything into account pretty much. Yeah. Well, that one or just total games played. um, And some other things. So
1: do you, do you use 17 Lands?
0: I do not. I probably should. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, it seems legit. I there's there's like the old man of me that is like I'm not gonna like just download random programs from the internet. Well, I don't know if you remember or not, but when Arena first
1: started coming around, there mm-hmm. was a whole bunch of plugins. Yeah, and uh, some of them were were not great.
0: Yeah. So I uh, think there were some that had
1: security issues. There were some that had um like caused your your game to crash and
0: yeah, 17 lands from what I hear is like good. It's good, yeah. Yeah. And then there's what is the and there's another one that like a people use all the time. Like Saffron Olive uses it for like constructed games. Mm. Um but Yeah, I think... I'm trying to think what it's called. But basically, there are, like, two that people use now that you, like, see pictures of. One of of them used to be
1: Arena Tracker. I don't know if that's still
0: around anymore. Yeah, maybe. But, so, 17 lands, what it does is, like... Basically, there's, like, a a log of everything that happens. Mm -hmm. So, much like in um, Magic uh, Online where there's like a log of everything that kind of happens, like up in the top right-hand corner when you watch a video, a lot of times it like shows you like, oh, like so-and-so drew a card. So-and-so like scried one and put it on the yeah. bottom kind of deal. Yep, That's basically running in arena as well. Just not visible. Just not visible. And yeah. so there's like a text file of everything. And so 17's land scrapes data from that text file. Okay, and then compiles it. Mm-hmm. So um, every time Arena does an update, like a big update or a new set comes out, 17's lands goes down for a day or two. Well, they, they see out how,
1: the new format or
0: whatever. Basically, like they'll if Wizards changes something about how that text file reports or mm-hmm. like spits out data, then Seventeen lands has to change their scraping program yeah, to make sure it matches. And so the person associated with 17 lands that many of you may have heard of is Circovitz.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So Circovitz is a, I think he's a microbiology PhD in Britain who um, uh, does like his research, I think is on like big data and data analysis. So mm-hmm. in his free time, he does he crunches the numbers for 17 lands so when you go to um so they have some articles about like uh different things but he writes articles he has like a youtube channel where he like each week goes over a topic uh from 17 lands using the data he's been on lr like every set for the last like four sets five sets Mm -hmm. to talk about what the data is saying kind of at the midway point in the format. So while this is a tool, right, like statistics can be misleading, Mm -hmm. right? It's probably best when you don't maybe say like, well, 17 land says that such and such card is the best, so I should just take it. Sometimes that works like if the card is just objectively good. Right? Uh like, oh hey, this card's really good. It'll be good in my deck. I should take it. Right? But if you like have if you have some overarching feelings about the set and then so sev- you see that like the cards that you like are also the cards that Seventeen Lands likes. You you're like, can oh, I'll okay. tell you you're on the right path. Or if you are like, I really like these cards and you keep not doing well, and then you go look at Seventeen Lands and you're like, oh I'm the the only person who's ever drafting red green, yeah. I and you're like or like you know, the top like thirty cards in games in hand win right uh, at common, which is like where most of your cards come from, are Esper. Maybe I should be trying to Esper more, as opposed to like doing red green, yeah. So it can kind of like support if you have some feelings about the format, it can either support them or make you go like, Hey, maybe need to reevaluate what I'm doing. Yeah. But it's not just like, here's your pick order kind of thing. Correct. Right. You kind of got to like, think about it a little bit and go like, what is this telling me? Well, I mean, that's also kind of the thing about limited is that it's
1: self adjusting to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Um, If there's like a clear front runner for, a limited format as far as an archetype goes. Um, like not everybody at the table can draft that archetype because the cards just won't be there for it. So if an archetype starts being like drafted because it's the best, then you would think that those decks wouldn't be as good because there's more people fighting for the cards and that deck's win rate should go down.
0: Yeah. It. So, there's some... T- I mean, that's No, not- this is, like, so think about, um... Oh, was it... Uh, Midnight Hunt? The werewolf <laughs> set, where you couldn't play the werewolves because they were bad? Yeah. Um, Right, like, for, like, blue a back, week... black was the best deck by a mile. Yeah, but, like, for a week or two, LSV literally just forced blue, black, or Esper every single draft... And hit Mythic number one because it didn't correct fast enough. Now, eventually it got to the point where like, you know, Esper was maybe overdrafted, like you said. But Mm -hmm. like, it was so deep you could probably support two drafters and still do pretty all right. Yeah. Right, but when you get like that third person and then it's like, okay, now all these decks are bad enough that the bad red and green cards uh, are now playable. Right, so that does happen, but you can still get like kind of a long run, where you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, hey, this is um, yeah." If you pick up a trend early enough, yeah. Yep. So, do you? We did this whole intro on seventeen lands, so let's talk about some of what seventeen lands is telling us. So, I'm going to look at if there's like right, games in hand win rate. Sure. So these are any game where this card was drawn. It doesn't necessarily mean that you played it, but you more than likely played it. Yep. Right. And um, it tells a very clear story. So
1: yeah, well, so real quick before we dive into this, the other mm-hmm. thing is, I don't know if any of the listeners are following along or have spent any time on 17 lands or are going to go look at this data afterwards. Um, but when you're looking at limited data, it's probably not super relevant to look at the rares and mythics because you're not going to see very many of them and it's pretty obvious which ones are usable and limited and which ones are not yeah now they're um, so you can kind of discount them to a certain extent just because they're the commons and uncommons are that data is going to be a lot more useful to you
0: yeah i mean in your average limited deck you're going to have if you're lucky three rares in your deck Mm -hmm. right I think for this set that's probably you can go either way more or often like less because a lot of the rares are like double color single color
1: well the other thing though is there's more rares in the past oh yeah there's way yeah so
0: you like have the opportunity to get more rares but like you in theory would have like three rares right in a normal yeah. in a normal so you'd have three rares. In an ideal world, nine uncommons and then ten commons. Yeah. Right. That's your twenty two or eleven commons. That's your like twenty-three. More realistically, you probably have like two rares and maybe seven uncommons. So like fourteen of your cards are commons. Yeah. So seeing what commons are doing well gives you a sense of kind of what colors are doing well, because those are the cards are getting played the most of. Right. So the best common for games in hand win rate... Oh, there's one more thing to say before I get into that. The average win rate of a 17 lands user is about 54%. Okay. So... So Higher than the average drafter. Higher than the average drafter. So these aren't corrected for that. So if you look at a card and it's got a 54% win rate, that means it is not adding anything to the win rate of the people playing it. Right. That's
1: an interesting
0: uh, correlation there. I hadn't thought of that. Right. So a card that wins at 54% is average right a, a card that wins at 50 percent is below average for the the pool okay so these aren't corrected for that that said the best common is preening champion which is the two and a blue two two makes enters makes a uh, an elemental yep brings a friend brings a friend uh on team power creep you may remember this card had Devoid and was a 2 1 a million years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. also so, the best common in the set by a mile. That, yeah, that one as well, yes. Well dressy Sky Spawner. Mm-hmm. Um two bodies, one that flies is good. Also has synergies with the all the Convoke stuff. Yeah. Right? You just make two mana dorks. Yep. Um so that is uh uh that is pretty solid so i guess they have in here the like a corrected uh, the games in hand win rate mean is 53.6 so i think that is what the average is for 17 lands plus or minus three percent so so like but that's the best one by far uh and then next is afara's dispersal which is the which we called out bounce for constructed, spell. the bounce spell. Yeah. Um then Deadly Derision, which is the two okay. black black, kill a thing, get a treasure. Yeah, common black removal spell. Yeah. But it's actually kind of doing double duty if you think about it. Right? Like it's fixing giving you fixing. Ramping. Yeah. And a lot of the big splashy things you need to untap with. Not all of them. But a lot of them you need to untap with. So, like, them resolving isn't the end of the world. Right. So, having that answer is super important. And then... The next one is super weird. I haven't figured it out yet. I've... I've tried to draft it, but it just hasn't worked out my deck. Isaac Vitaxius? Yeah. The three-man... Well, I mean, it's...
1: It's divination, right? Divination that always draws you uh, a three-three.
0: Two mana, three-three. Yeah, I guess that's a good way to look at it. Uh and then Cyber Cryptomancer, which that card has been way better than I thought. Right, as like a, it's basically yeah. just a combat trick. Right, it's yeah. just plus one, plus one, and it's also whatever. Um, feet of resistance. Mm-hmm. Right, it's just all kind of rolled into one. So, um, Assimilate Essence, that's the weird counterspell. Yeah, the one that incubates.
1: It's like a mana leak or whatever, but it incubates if they pay for it. So you yeah. always get something. You either get the car- the spell or an incubate.
0: I've literally never seen this card cast. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Uh, apparently, everyone I'm playing against is doing it wrong. I'm doing it wrong. Because it has a 58% games in hand win rate. Yeah. Then you have Fatal Flourish, the cheap black removal spell at common.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Nazumi Informant, which is just annoying when they play it. Yeah. And then you have Temporal Cleansing. No, I-,
1: I wonder. I wonder why this card is so high on the list. What Nizumi Informant? Like, yeah. Like I mean, Burglar Rats wasn't like a first pickable card. And I mean, something this high up
0: in the pick order should be. Its average pick is five. Okay. So, I think that there's this format is weird in that there are definitely matchups with the, where all it cares about is like card advantage mm-hmm. and just like accruing value and. And those that de- against those decks, this is really good because it's a two for one. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, it's just a one
1: one. You have to be able to do something with the body, but but like that's kind of the problem with burglar rat. Like burglar mm-hmm. rat, I don't think burglar rat anytime it was ever printed was the fifth or sixth best common in a set. Two, three, four, five, six,
0: seven, eight. This is eighth. eighth. But what I was gonna say, like, and it then gets in the way, right? And I think the decks that this is good in, you can do such big things in this format that you just need to get there. Okay. Because like I've definitely had games where like I've run my opponent out of cards somehow, mm-hmm. resolved a spell, like put something on the stack, and they just snap scoop. This yeah. is also something I've noticed in this format is People scoop way more aggressively than they've, than I've had them scoop before. No, I'm, I'm currently hard stuck in platinum. Well, I guess after the restart start, I am uh, currently in silver, having not played any limited games. But, um, this format is really snowbally, mm-hmm. right? And if you can just get some cards out of your opponent's hand to give them a few less resources, so you can get your snowball going, and then like. Just get in front of something for a turn to like buy you that turn to like play your five drop into your six drop, Mm -hmm. and then they're like, Oh, I don't have any more cards. I drew a card, it's a land, I'm dead. Yeah, right. But it is annoying, but you're right, it doesn't look like it's that impactful, but just getting the cards, yeah. Um, I guess it
1: makes sense. You're paying two mana for tempo because mm-hmm. the card, you're like the card is replacing itself. Mm-hmm. Like it's always going to trade for whatever their worst card is. Yeah. So I guess if you're okay, like taking their worst card and gaining a little bit of tempo, then.
0: And like it's if... just
1: so weird that it's so
0: like bur- you would never see burglar Rat this high on a list. True, but I guess it's just like the last time burglar rats was printed was. Was it the core set? Like core 17? No, it wasn't that long ago, was it? I don't know. Well, we had uh, uh, we had the same card. Remember the um, the it was longer ago than that. Burglar Rat was um, Guilds of Ravnica. Oh, okay. so Even longer. But um Remember the the one in on the black? Um, is it virus beetle? Oh from yeah, from Kamagawa? Yeah. That card was actually good net format as well. Okay. Um, was it fifth pick good? I don't know if it was like fifth fifth pick good. I mean we could look, uh, but let's see here, da, 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 da. bro. Gosh, Neon Dynasty commons let's look at games in hand win rate uh i gotta find it now okay some of these cards i definitely did not play uh wait no oh no we're t- that makes sense i sorted it the wrong way i was like i never played any oh. of those cards they are awful <laughs> um Virus Beetle was one, two, three, four, five. Was it? It's seven. Okay. It was seven in that format. So basically the exact same spot. Same. All right. Maybe this card, as a card type, as like a a design, is better than it used to be. Maybe.
1: Well, I mean, that virus, like, there was also some artifact synergies in um, Mm -hmm. Tamagawa. And there's not like rat synergies, rat synergies.
0: And, yeah well
1: yeah i mean maybe, maybe you're right just that with the new age of design that card is better than
0: it typically would be so then you have temporal cleansing the convoke like put it on second from the top or on the bottom
2: mm-hmm.
0: it goes really well with preening champion yeah right it lets you like you know, you can play like printing champion and then play like a three drop on turn four and then bounce their thing. Yeah. Because you have like you made this mana dork. So we are eight, nine. It takes to card ten before we get a non blue or black card. And that is well, volcanic that tells spite. You something. And that is volcanic spite. So just yeah. the solid red common removal spell. Yeah, It has a games in hand run rate of 57% in change or whatever. Um, then we go right back to Unsealed Necropolis, black card.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, This format is about like grinding people to dust sometimes. Oh. Buying creatures back is a good way to do that. Exactly. Then our first white spell is um, aerial boost. Mm-hmm. The uh, plus two, plus two, and flying card. Yep. Then I'm we're back to, back to Icker drinker. Another black card. Which LSV talked about the fact that it is kind of a speed bump, buys you a turn, mm-hmm. right? Buys you an attack, trades with like wary Thespian, the 3-1 white thing, as long as it doesn't get first strike, yep. right? It, it does just enough, and then it gives you... A body, right? It says like pay three, get a uh two two when it's in the graveyard. So right it gives you two bodies to kinda of gum things up if you get to trade. Amazing. Yeah. But it just gives you like bodies and like extra stuff. So we're like pretty deep and we've seen one red card. Is the red card you think you thought it would be? Yep. Right? We're back to meeting of the minds uh blue convoke spell. Mm-hmm. Again, um, angelic intervention, right? Another white combat trick. Yeah. Right. I feel like it's blue white, and like the blue is doing all the heavy lift lifting, and the white's just like, you, you want me to, to the ride. Yeah. You you want me to like protect your one creature? Excellent. You want me to jump that yeah. one up? Okay, cool. I didn't Our, get any black cards, so I drafted some white combat tricks. Exactly. <laughs> and then we get a chunk of green cards. With the yeah, first, first green, green card, card is Overgrown Pest. Mm-hmm. it seems pretty solid. Yeah, it's like a two-for-one. Like, you're always going to hit a land. Like, yeah. I'm pretty happy to have it in my deck to be like, okay, if I get my third land, I know I'm going to hit my fourth.
1: Well, also, we, I think we mentioned last week, briefly, I don't know. It might have been in the actual show. It might have been in the pre-show. But we talked about how the format's kind of bomb-heavy. And like, there's lots of multiple color decks,
0: and this this can help fixing too. Oh, I mean, all I all I've been playing is multiple color decks. This could be my problem. Yeah. I've tried to I've tried to play. I played blue white like tempo nights, mm-hmm. and it's funny because there are there were games with that deck that it was like, oh, the game's not over by turn six. I literally can never win this game, right? Like, I'm just done, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Because, like, you just get completely and totally bullied by their three-color mythic. Yeah. And, like, oh, what am I supposed to do, right? But then there are also games as you're the three-color, four-color deck, right, where you just get bullied by the worst imaginable cards and, like, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. kind of like Keldheim or like like red white like stupid first striking flying bird with the helmet yeah. on it that like dealt a point of damage when it blocked and you're just like w- why <laughs> am I losing to these terrible cards um we're not quite that bifurcated but like i think that black is up here because like the removal is good it's like two black removal spells And then the informant. So it's like ways to answer early aggression or big bombs. Yeah. And then Nozomi informant is like, well, if you discard a land, maybe you don't draw your fifth land to cast your thing. Yeah. Or if I make you discard the thing, then I don't have to worry about it. Right. Right. And then the... So after the removal spell, we get like this chunk of green cards. So Mm -hmm. pest... Aracted adaptation, which I can't figure out. Like, I think it's been cast against me once. It was good, but like, and I've cast it like once, and I'm ten drafts in, so I've like played a decent amount. Uh, the guys on LR couldn't figure out why it was this high either.
1: Well, so I've kind of noticed a trend, and I don't typically spend a ton of time looking at Mm seventeen lands data, Um, but we're looking at. Uh, games in hand win rate right Mm -hmm. so the games where you won and had the card in your hand Mm -hmm. isn't that just naturally going to be weighted heavier towards combat tricks just because like you used it to kill them combat tricks are good
0: yeah maybe that's a good point just like the plus two like when you cast it you killed them
2: Right,
1: or you blew them out and then killed them.
0: Yeah, that could be true. But then, so you got Green Thing, you got Pest, Erected Adaptation, Cosmic Hunger, the like so-so. Fight spell. Fight spell. And then Converter Beast? Wow, okay. Yeah, I guess it's like... Two in air quotes body, it's a six it's effective it's three and five, a green six. for an O one and a incubate five, so it's six mana for a five six basically.
1: Yeah. I guess that's not like the absolute worst
0: rate, and it works with Convoke stuff, but mm-hmm. that's a lot of mana to invest. It is. And then our next red card is Rouse Reinforcements. That makes which sense works well with the Convoke theme. Yeah. Um, and then we're back to like blue, white, and then somehow Marauding Dreadship, which I guess like if you play it and you kill them, yeah, that is pretty good. So it's a lot of... The, uh, the other thing that I think is kind of interesting
1: looking at this data is the pick- placement like you would think that your game in hand win rate would correlate somewhat to the pick order Uh but it doesn't it kind of does right like well the third fourth and fifth most pick or uh highest game in hand win rate commons are all between pick six and seven Okay, and then like further, like Volcanic Spite is, I don't know, the tenth ranked
0: card is third pick. It's, it's the second highest picked card. Yeah. So, right, like, what do they have in common? So most picked, the highest picked common is Deadly Derision. Good black removal spell. If your pack sucks, you would take it. You could take it first, and be fine. Volcanic Spite, the best red common removal spell, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you're going to take that highly. Preening Champion, okay, you know it's a busted blue card. Then it's Rome Breaker's Grasp, the white common removal spell. Yeah. Fatal Flourish, the other black common removal spell. Yeah. Vaguish the Weak, the other one. And then Alabaster Host Intercessor. Yeah.
1: So it's it's all
0: removal. It's all removal. And then Skittering Surveyor. My boy. Mm -hmm. And Skittering Surveyor, only 54%. And that could be saying something in and of itself, right? If 17 Lance users win 54% of their games. Right. And Skittering Surveyor is there to support the five color archetype. Mm -hmm. Right? So is that like the, the multicolor nonsense decks are basically average win average win rate? Yeah. Right? That's just like the average. So Yeah, like the The uh the pick order, it's a lot of removal spells. Mm-hmm. Right? Things that are like more irreplaceable. Yeah. Right? Because like the rat's really good, but if you couldn't get the rat and you got the uh, the death touch guy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, the the one in the black one one death touch that like transforms into something, yeah, it does a lot of what the rat does. It does right. It does something different, but it's just kind of another removal spell. So if you don't yeah. get the rat, you could get that. But if you don't get deadly derision, there's not another version of deadly derision that you could realistically get makes sense so i think it's just that the the
1: um it also kind of follows in a bomb heavy format mm-hmm. like if the format's about what you open in your like special legendary slot or you know the killer bombs that are in rare and mythic like removal becomes more important because mm-hmm. you got to deal with the thing And like you said, a lot of these cards don't pay you off immediately. Like you don't draw two cards and get all your mana back and put another land into play and whatever. Like you have to untap with it in order for it to do something or wait till your next combat step or whatever.
2: Mm -hmm. And so
1: So there's, you have a chance to interact before you're buried.
0: It's not like that stupid demon that like on your end step, sack another creature and get another copy of it. And it's like, well, what am I supposed to do now? I had right. one removal spell, but not two. I guess I'm dead. Yeah. Right. So, like, they, they come down, and there is a window for you to respond. hmm Right. Now, if you can't respond, you pretty much die most of the time. Yeah. Uh, Thalia and the Gitrog monster, not quite a hard you die, but it's pretty good. Right. Um, so, yeah, like. The removal goes up because you have to answer the bombs. Um, what is the highest-picked green card? So the highest-picked green card is Cosmic Hunger, and I've seen it go pretty late. And it's at five and a half. Um, yeah, it's... Um, so I feel like the... the like the format is kind of an Esper format. Yeah. Um, kind of on the back of probably like kind of blue, white, aggressive, fl- uh, like aggressive flyers tempo stuff mm-hmm. that's getting underneath the four and five color piles like I'm playing.
1: Yeah. Um, What's interesting is that's kind of reinforced if you look at the uncommon data. Okay, because let's look at the when I when I had initially looked at this, it seemed like everything was blue and white because
0: I I looked at the uncommons first instead of the commons. Mhm. You've got so you've got Invasion of Amonkhet. It doesn't affect the board, but it's like a hard two for one. The Invasion of Amonkhet? Yes. Right? Yeah. They discard you, draw, yeah. and then good it's, things um, happen. It's
1: a disinformation campaign?
0: Yes, effectively. Yep. Uh, then you have Marshal of Zulfir, which is the Night Lord that taps right. something to let you get the beats in. Norn's Inquisitor, which gives you two bodies, one of which is like a 3-3. Right, and that's like not embarrassing to go, I'll play a one mana one one or two mana one one on turn two, and then turn three I'll like just get a three three. Yeah. Like that is perfectly fine. And not have to use a card to do it. Yeah. And then you have uh artistic refusal, which is like kinda just cryptic command with convoke. Yeah. Yep. Which is just like a beating all the time
2: mm-hmm.
0: captive weird like That's holds that how it holds down the fort early on yes it is very weird <laughs> but it holds down the fort early on yeah if there is any aggression you can kind of deal with it and then it draws you a card later on right amazing halo forager is good yeah we talked about that one in yeah. our uh, set review right and then um and then the Skyclave Aerialist, another blue card that gets you a card when you flip it.
1: Yeah, it's also a 2-mana two 2-1 two, flyer, which yeah. isn't embarrassing by itself.
0: So the first green card is Vat Keeper, which gets you two bodies.
1: Yeah, it's also not just a green card, but...
0: Yeah, it's black-green. Yeah. And then you have the card I keep first picking because it's fun, Emotee <laughs> Celebrant <laughs> of Bounty. Yep. Uh, the 5-mana, 3-1 that cascades. And then everything you cast with CMC 6 or greater has cascade. Mm-hmm. You end the game quickly if you cascade, and then next turn, play a 6-drop. Yes. Um. <clears throat> and then Furnace Rains, which I don't know if... I've. I think I've had it played against me once, maybe? I had it played against me twice, I think. Um... And then you like, go into a bunch of black cards, like uh, yeah. Collective Nightmare, Merciless Repurposing. Uh, I, I skipped over the the o one with Backup that lets you sack a creature. Mm-hmm. Blighted Thalid, which, again, makes two bodies. So, and then... Z- is it Xerix? Xerix? Strobe Knight? Sure. Yeah. Um, Xerix. Cards really good with Convoke.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: also is good with uh, battles like you play the battle then you kill it then you cast something because you cast yeah. the, the other side of the battle Um, and then like even like Inga Runize, I had someone uh vanquish the weak their own Inga Runize to draw three cards because they had a wrath in their hand <laughs> and then they <laughs> wrathed my board so it was a uh, blue village rates basically it was yeah. It was the DYI Village Rights. Yeah. Uh, a card that... Okay, I'm glad, I'm glad this isn't uncommon. Like, Streetwise Negotiator, this is like we we start to get into green cards. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why Tangled Skyline is here. Maybe I didn't need to take it because it gains you 5 life. Uh, but Streetwise Negotiator, the one in the green, O2 with backup one, you deal combat... It deals damage based on its toughness, not its power. Yeah. is like such a beating because like they play it on two and it's basically a 3-3 and oh, yeah. you're playing some like dorky like slow deck and you're like I guess I'm gonna have to take like six damage from this before I can like deal with it block it effectively yeah and you're just like oh this is terrible like it was a 3-1 yeah. Your rat would take care of it. No problem. Your um yeah. uh oh what's it called? Your skittering surveyor takes care of it. But the fact that it's a one three that deals three damage mm-hmm. just makes it so much more difficult for you. Yeah. Um but yeah, there's not a lot of like it's also funny, right? You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Ninth ninth best uncommon, not actually in the set. (laughs) Yeah. Right? And then you have, like, a little bit of a break. And then, so that was 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Uncommon 16, not in the set. 17, not in the set. Not in the set. Um, I guess 21? Not in the set. Not in the set. Um... Right, like, it's it's funny that, like, a, a fifth of, like, the top 20 cards, basically, are yeah. not cards from the set. Um, I really, perhaps too much, like, Herbology Instructor. Mm-hmm. Right, like, 1-3, gain you three life. Like, okay, we're stable. Yeah. And then later on in the game, it is, like, a sneaky removal spell. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first played it, I didn't realize it, I thought it just, like, shrunk the power. And I was like, wait, 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 reading it again, I was like, oh, this gets, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, this actually kills things. This is, like, yeah. Neg 3, Neg, oh, Neg 3, okay. Yeah. I don't know why they couldn't have just made it, like, Neg 3, Neg 3. Yeah, I don't know, that's weird. Like, it's just, like, Neg 0, Neg X. Uh, but... Um card is pretty solid um, so I've kind of noticed
1: some something else, okay um while we're talking here, and that's that we I guess it's the the top uncommon, but we've only talked about one battle mhm- so like how are how are the battles planned like the next battle is invasion of asgal like way down there which I don't know if I've ever seen played and it has a 57%
0: win rate. Um, I've literally never seen it played.
1: Um, it's just kind of weird that like, so are they not
0: performing or I think that there are definitely times where I think the battles go two ways. One, they are completely and totally unbeatable because they allow your opponent to press an advantage that they already had. Mm-hmm. Right? So let's say for some reason you you go, you don't play a two drop, you draw your third land and it's a tap land. So you can't play mm-hmm. a three. And your opponent, uh, plays uh, has played their 3 drop they were on the play they go to turn 4 and they played Invasion of uh, Zendikar mm-hmm. right they ramp twice and then they attack it and they get a 4-4 four, four. Yeah. so they got a 4 mana 4-4 four, four that ramped them twice that kind of gained you 3 life alright so Now you are super far behind, right? They have all the mana they could want, right? Or they went like two, three, played like an invasion, and then the next turn, like kill your creature, flip their invasion, right? You're just so far behind. Now the game has spiraled out of control,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and you're you're not going to catch up but then there are the times where like the battle comes in and does something, but then doesn't get to get flipped or shouldn't be flipped. Cause there have been times where like, I've looked up and been like, how am I still at 26? I feel like I've just been getting annihilated. And then you like play like two powerful cards and win the game. Yeah. Right. So there are times where like, if things are at parity they're not nearly as impactful. Mm-hmm. Right. But if you're behind, sometimes you just can never catch up. Cause like they flip into just like the most ridiculous things. Yeah. But that was kind of
1: what I was thinking when I made that observation mm-hmm. was that like, according to this data um, and if you sort by like pick order, people are picking them a lot more common than the win rate would suggest. Um, but the win rate kind of tells me that maybe you shouldn't be attacking your battles.
0: Yeah. So like invasion of Zendikar being like fourth pick basically. Yeah. Right. That makes sense. And this again, might just be showing it, right. What deck wants that? Like you want one or two of those in your like five color pile. Yeah. Right. What is the win rate for the card games in hand win rate? 54.8%, basically stone average. It is no win rate added to the average person in 2017 lands. There we go. That puts
1: it in their deck. That's kind of what we saw when when we were looking at the rest of the data, too.
0: Yeah, like the Skittering Surveyor is there for the five-color deck. I like drafting the five-color deck. I think it's fun. But, Mm -hmm. like, my win rate right now in this set is 48%. Like, I am... This is the first set I've been this deep in that I'm underwater, that I'm below 50%. But, like, I'm enjoying making the decks, and I'm enjoying playing the decks to a point, but there's, like... The the problem I'm having is I'm leaning five color because it's fun and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. But... Like you have to have like the really powerful stuff to make it work. Yeah. And if you don't have it, then you have like craptastic mana and No payoff. No payoff for that craptastic mana. And so you lose to the aggressive deck Mm -hmm. that, you know, plays a streetwise brawler or like does kind of the night curve out. And then you lose to the five color deck that has, you know, the uh, invasion of furia or whatever the wrath Mm -hmm. or um, has whatever other thing. Right. Where you're just like, oh, like I didn't have as powerful stuff as you. So I lost. Mm hmm. Right, so you get like squeezed on both ends where you lose the super long game because your opponent like, if you both flip your decks over, their deck just has better cards in it than yours. Right? And then you also lose the like two three four right yeah. two three four removal spell games because you didn't do something early enough to like make things happen. So I think maybe like that might be why like the rat has such a good win rate because Mm -hmm. it is something for you to do early on your way to five killer nonsense. But it also is something that you can do early and like be proactive as well. But like the battles I've had games where like I have three unflipped battles and my opponent has like two unflipped battles. Because you're like, w- we can't attack. Or like, I had my opponent at like 8 with a 2-2 flyer. And I was like, I could flip this battle in 2 turns. Or I could kill them in 4. I think I should try to kill them in 4 turns. yeah, And just ignore this battle. So, now I think at higher rarities, I think the battles are just, they are, like, classic um, modern uh, rares and mythics where they're like, yep, these are really good. I never win, though. Yeah, can't win. So a very blue-black format, right? And it makes sense. like blue is giving you, like, cheap to free interaction in card draw <laughs> with, like, Meaning of Minds and Tandem Takedown. Tainted takedown, whatever the temporal, whatever. I should look. I should look and say smart words instead of whatever. Um. That was the common. That was the common. Yeah, yeah. It is temporal temporal cleansing. Yeah. Right. So you get and then like artistic um, refusal. Right. You could like it could cost three mana or four mana, right? Like that card's really good at four mana, right? It's absurd at two mana, yep. right? So it's giving you all this like cheap free interaction. And then black is giving you the removal you need to deal with the bombs. Yeah. It makes and, sense. And so you kind of put those two things together and you're like building on a board, getting like free interaction like, I've definitely had times where, like, I've attacked or, uh, you know, played a spell and my opponent's just, like, tapped four creatures and done something, and I was like, oh, yeah, well, that's that's a huge problem now. I was not playing mm-hmm. around them having mana. <laughs> oh, no. Um. Now, I don't know if you've heard about what's going on in the rares. I have not.
1: Um, I was actually just going to tell you if there's any information we can get out of the higher rarities or
0: if it's just kind of <laughs> to be thrown out. Or So we're talking about the fact that the uh, format is like Esper, like blue, black, and some white. Yeah. Um, the games in hand win rate for Sunfall is almost 68%. Wow. Like if you draw it, you're like over two thirds to win the game. Yeah. Right? Board gets all full, filled up, that's fine. Send them all to Jesus and then get like a giant token for your troubles. Yeah. Excellent. Um Chrome Host, host seed shark, Chrome
1: Host Seed Shark is That was about as easy to say as my intro, huh? Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the.
0: Um it is second, but it is two and a half percentage points lower. Yeah. Uh at sixty five percent. And then a card that I have yet to figure out how to beat when my opponent plays it, Boonbringer Valkyrie. Yeah. Um like that card is like so obnoxiously good. I had a game where I had a giant board and I think they gained like 15 or 20 life and beat me at like they were at like eight and i was just yeah. like i like i had to remove on my deck i didn't draw it i guess like i lose now um and then i had a game where i milled my opponent out with breach the multiverse And then I got my third loss because I went to nine cards and my opponent cast Breach of the Multiverse and killed me. (laughs) And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Amazing. Um, Then, so, Sunfall, just ridiculous white card, doesn't matter. Chromo Seed Shark, Shark, did it again. Um, It's blue, it gets to be carried on the back of all the other really good blue cards
1: also plays well with them
0: oh yeah exactly like it's really good to like convoke out a thing for on the cheap and get a token for it yeah boonbringer valkyrie white card just absurd if it resolves like whatever Right then breach the multiverse black card uh secret mill win con with like you mm-hmm. milling a bunch of random stuff during the game, like Unsealed the Necropolis and stuff, and then you're just like, oopsie, I guess I got your last <laughs> ten cards. Um Glissa Herald of Predation is black and just absurd. Yeah. Right? Like if you may So this is one that like if if it gets to your turn, you're already like behind two bodies. Yeah. So and then Zephyr Singer. I had a game where I'm narrating and I'm like, Oh yeah, I feel like we're in a good spot. This seems fine. Like we've got the ground locked up, like all of our creatures are bigger. Uh, played this, and then I just lost to the fact that I put five power of flying on the board. Well, eight power, <laughs> and then I kill I Yeah, and I killed the Zephyr and I was like, Oh, I can't race you now. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. And then the first red card is a tally. And a tally is absurd. It is if red was like remotely close to being close, a would be like significantly higher. Yeah. But like if you games in hand, win rate 64%, like you are winning the game again, roughly two thirds of the time. If you get this in your hand, mm-hmm. but the rest of the cards around it are so poor. Yeah. That like, it can't like pull itself up. And then we go back to uh, headed Sugu in is it Kiari, the the blue black rare. Mm-hmm. Then invasion of Foria, which like boo, definitely lost to that. Yeah. Oh my god! The first green card is Glistening Dawn. If you watch my <laughs> if you first don't count, Glissa. Oh, Glissa. fair. The first only green card. Yeah. Right. Like, I had a meltdown because I lost, like, three... I think I lost two of my three games in, like, my first draft and, like, three of my first six games to Glistening uh, Dawn. <laughs> like, my opponent just resolved... I had an opponent cast it and then copy it with C-double. Oof. They put four, eight, eight creatures on Layaway. <laughs> And then just Yikes. smashed me. And I was like, this is absurd. I've not seen the card played again. It's so weird. It's like it just fell off the map. Like The yeah. first like two days, it was like, hey, would you like to lose to this card every other game? And I was like, no, I wouldn't. And Arena was like, too bad. You get to lose to it every <laughs> other game. Um, and then never see it again. And then, yeah. Then, then, like, okay, you're sufficiently traumatized. So, like, it's all, like... The two absurd white cards, blue and black cards. Yeah. Again, for like the rest of it. So maybe I should just be like, I'm drafting blue, black, and like this will make my life better. But I think that we can get, what we can get out of this is the Esper colors are the strongest with blue and black being the best. Mm -hmm. I think we've established kind of why. Yeah. Um... And I think the thing I got out of this is the cards that support the five-color archetype don't seem to be meh. Yeah, don't seem to be adding to the win rate yeah. of of the players. So maybe the five-color archetype, well fun, isn't is, the the best thing to do for uh to win games. Yeah. And right like I've not seen anyone play the counter spell Mm -hmm. Uh, the the mana leak thing, but maybe that's a mistake and maybe, you know... Well, I mean,
1: it's probably good for the same reason that the Burglar Rat's good.
0: Oh, where you just get to get something, like... You're getting your tempo. Like, you
1: play your thing and then hold up two mana and tag their thing and move on.
0: Yeah. Or I was gonna say, like, it is effectively, like, a removal spell for, you know, whatever... An tally, right? They're like tally, and you're like, oh, whatever, counter it. Like yeah. I don't have to deal with, <clears throat> I don't have to deal with anything now. Yeah. And like, if you are playing like blue white, right? That's kind of like a skies tempo deck. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, okay, like I just need to like bounce one thing or counter one thing to like, you know, if I go like two three. Two, three, and then play two and hold up two mana, get in my damage, then counter your thing and like kill you the next turn. Yeah, it's like okay, game's over. So, yeah, maybe I should be uh, drafting like that. But like they they like put this like cool deck out there, and then it's just like it doesn't like work, or well, it I mean, works. Would you rather have it be the snow deck where it's the thing to do and you can't do anything else. I mean. That format broke down into the snow deck and the red deck. Like red, white, aggro. That was kind of miserable. Because, like, so at least it seems like there's a little bit more to do here. Like, I guess if blue, black, or, like, blue, white, like, some Esper stuff, that's, like, more than just, like, red, white, and snow. Let's, real quick, do we have, where's Keldheim at? Dear gosh. Keldheim. Seems like such a long time ago. There's so many sets since Keldheim. Dear God. <laughs> um, Okay. Ezekiel's Chariot uh, was the best. 68.8%. Yeah. But let's look at the commons real quick. Soros Packmate. It was green cards, I guess. Well, the green and-
1: cards were what made the five-color deck work.
0: Yeah, And then Squash... Despaira Sentinel. Battlefield Raptor. Battlefield Raptor had yeah. a 57%, almost 58% game and hand win rate. And then Wings of the Cosmos, again, a combat trick that I never played. Story Seeker, a 2-mana 2-2 with lifelink in white. Yeah, it was like green cards to make the the, the four the five color deck work and then kinda white aggressive stuff and like red removal. Yeah. Um so yeah like this feels better than that. Like it hasn't just evolved into like two decks. And I guess if the if it kind of devolves into like three or four decks where it's like some like blue tempo-y or blue control deck. Right, like that will probably be better than just like a deck where you, like, attack four times and kill them mm-hmm. in terms of, like, playing against it and, like, interesting games. Yeah. I know LSV is super hype about this format, and I don't know if it's just because, like, I've not figured it out that I'm kind of, like, a little, like, eh. But, like, I would I want to do another draft. Like, it's not like I don't yeah. want to draft it anymore because, like, you end up drafting fun, interesting decks. They just don't seem to work. Yeah. <laughs> Like this deck looks really good, and then it's like, oh, I, I got a three I mean, three. to a certain point, as long as you're having fun, that's all that matters. Cause... Yeah, yeah, but I got I got to, I got to stay free to play on Arena after I like <laughs> after all this time. I can't just. I think I think you got enough in the bank where you can have a couple stinker formats and not not be too hurt. I only have like thirty two thousand gems, like that's all. That's all, just thirty two thousand <laughs> gems. Uh. And I'm like, out of gold. And I spent all my gold. So, all right. So, I think that 17 lands is a good tool. Yeah. Probably not the end-all be-all, but, like...
1: It's also good, like, at this point in particular of a format. Like, after there's a little bit of maturity in it and it's start to, starting to settle, it's a little bit easier to draw conclusions from the data than, like, release weekend... Mm -hmm. It probably matters more now than it does right before the new set comes out, so it's a good time to look at it, keep an eye on it. If you're, you know, planning on
0: playing some limited, I guess. Yeah. Um See here, I'm trying to think here. Um There you go. Um I guess I don't know what they deem picked. I was just trying to say like um What's this one okay? Like we're talking, like when we're talking about these numbers, like we're talking huge numbers of cards. So like, or of games. Mm-hmm. So like, so this is the number of uh, the number of games played for preening champion. So I think that's just games that is in your deck first number of games drawn on turn 1 or later. Right? So it's been played. There have been with 17 lands data 190,000 games with preening champion in someone's deck. Yeah. Right. There has been um uh 30 4,000 games where it has been in someone's opening hand and then 48,000 games where it has been drawn mm. after that. So that's 80 uh, that's games in hand. There have been 82,000 games where this card has been in someone's hand. Right, You're starting to get to uh, the... We always say that like magic is a game where you don't have a large enough sample to make decisions and to make meaningful conclusions, right? I think 82,000 games where this card has been, like, uh, in someone's hand, right? It's
1: a pretty decent sample size. It's a
0: pretty decent sample size to say, hey, like, and what's funny is, so, next common as far as a uh, dispersal mm-hmm. 77,000 the next I think this is right number of games in hand yeah so 82,000 77,000 the third card the fatal flourish
2: mm-hmm.
0: only 62,000 wow so almost like a fifth of the or like only 80% of the other one yeah. Right, like a huge drop off from the from the second place blue card to the first black card.
1: Well, so like that tells you more. Like if you look at this, like take a step back and look at mm-hmm. this, um the same number of commons should be well, I guess it would depend on if they actually got placed in a deck, but over a big enough sample size, the same number of each common should be drafted. Yes. So does that mean that the players that are reporting to 17 lands are gravitating more towards those cards because you're seeing more of them than you would Grizzly Bear or whatever? So they also... that that more of that card is making it into the deck.
0: So I'm looking at games in hand. So... There have been sixty two thousand games with that card in hand. Even if you look at games played.
1: Oh, okay.
0: okay. You've got a hundred and ninety thousand gotcha. games where Preening Champion has been played. Right? Then 177,000, 178,000 for a far as dispersal. Then Fatal yeah. Flourish is a hundred and forty five thousand. Right. So while they might basically if you are playing blue you are taking this card right you are you are taking yeah. and playing preening champion it goes in your deck right yeah. black's not getting played nearly as much right you're going to play blue with white or you're going to yeah. play blue with black but you're going to play blue so you're going to put there's going to be more games with the blue card in your in your deck i got you that makes right? sense so it's like blue so this is telling you that blue white, blue red, blue black are all getting played a lot. Blue green not so much. Just mm-hmm. because blue green is bad. Um yep. then next is black cards, which these can get played in the five color deck they're good or in blue black or in white black. Right? Then we're back to like blue card, black card, black card, blue card. But like you've got like these cards that you draft them and they end up being and they end up getting played as opposed to Fatal Flourish is getting drafted almost as highly as, um, uh, preening champion, but it's finding its way into deck significantly less. Yeah. Or those decks aren't winning as many games. So there are less decks, less games mm-hmm. for them to be played. So, okay. What, okay. Real quick, what are, uh, There have only been 2,500 games with Crystal Carapace in a deck. (laughs) Um, Phyrexian Archivist, there have only been 3,100 games. Vengeant Earth, 3,500. That's just bad. Yeah. And then Burning Sun's Fury, 6,000. Negate has only been played eight thousand games. Wow, that's kind of surprising. What are the bombs in the format? Oh, the creatures. Yeah, they're all creatures. So, like, you like have your negate, and your opponent's just like head at Sugu, and you're like, oh well, crap. Um, I've never seen anyone play Mirren Bane's Splitter, and it's been played in twelve thousand games. Inspire yeah. Charge Coming in Hot I've never seen anyone cast <laughs> Urn of Godfire I did see someone play once Um, I played uh, I played 4 Aki scap- uh, sc- Scrap Tromper Apparently that was not a good idea <laughs> So I, I had a bunch of uh, Convoke things I had the 4-4 four, four Haste Dragon And the 3-4 Haste thing I was like These are just mana dorks. I'm just going to play these as one mana, one ones that then tap for my big things, which was fine if you drew your big things. Right. I did not. Uh, Poor Halo Hopper. Man, I played this a few times. Man, I got to like change my pick order. God.
1: (laughs) You lose three percentage points if you draw it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh! If you draw it, you go to you go to under five hundred. Yep. Jeez, games in hand win rate is still over. Okay. What is GD games? Okay, yeah, yeah, brutal. Um yep. So there's some of these cards. I'm like, yeah, these are bad. I've definitely not played them. But there's been a f- the few of these. I was like, I played that card. I might not have been happy, but I played it. Yeah, Jesus, oh man. I feel
1: yeah, Vengeant Earth, you lose 5.6 percentage points if you draw it.
0: Yeah, Crystal Carapace, 43% yeah. games in hand win rate. Uh Trailblazing Historian. Okay, so I apparently just played all the worst cards in my version of the Convoke deck. We have we have learned something here. <laughs> I'm just like I played the, oh, that's probably a problem. Um yeah, I thought acre shade was better than this, but yeah, no, it's um, yeah. So this is an interesting tool to use, but don't think like it's going to tell you exactly what's going on in the format. But, but it,
1: I mean, it, I think we've illustrated yeah. in a couple of different ways how the data can be skewed and not say
0: what you think it's saying. Yeah, but it's also fun. To be like, oh, oh hey, yeah. maybe I should not have drafted that card. <laughs> in retrospect, um, this was well, you'll, you'll have to let me know if you have 7-0 your next draft. Yeah, if I've can figure, if, if I figured something out. If I'm like, oh, yeah. here it is. All right. So with all that, I think we got a show. We got a show. So if you want to reach out to us on social media and like fix my drafting, please uh, feel free. All those links are in the description.
1: Yeah, or if you want to post up your draft, we'd love to see it. Hit us up on all of those places below and show us your draft. If you're looking to support the show, there's a couple different ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG Player affiliate link, casualtryhard.com slash TCG. Follow that link to take you to TCG Player and anything you purchase will help to support the show. If you want to support us more directly, you can do so at patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg. Our patrons get access to our pre-show. They get access to our show notes. And you get put on my mailing list for when I have mail to send, which should be coming up. So make sure you sign up and get me your address if you're uh, interested in being on the mailing list. Uh, You got anything
0: else? Nope. So with that, we'll catch you on the internets. We'll catch you on the internets.